If you are hearing this right now, it means we're covering some graphic topics in today's episode. This is a true crime and paranormal podcast. There's going to be some murder. Man's not hot, but your mic's hot. <laughs> oh, it never gets cold. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's cold in here. <laughs> it's freezing in here. It is. All right. I'm going. Do it. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome to Archive, Murder, Mystery, and All Around Mayhem. Again. Uh, again. Over there is Bailey. <laughs> Over there is Ben. It takes us a million tries just to say yeah. these like three sentences. But eventually we'll get it and you'll know who we are. Yeah. We're both students at George Fox University. I'm a graphic designer. I am Cinematic Arts. And this is our podcast. I like to talk about murder. Love all things murder. I like to mess with audio equipment and then, you know, edit the garbage that I record. And he likes history. There's that too. Yes. No, I do. I do really enjoy the history <laughs> aspect of like looking into this stuff. Yeah. So this is our podcast where we're going to talk about true crime, paranormal stuff, because I like ghosts and Ben doesn't believe in ghosts. So we'll, <laughs> we'll change that. And some history stuff because it's fun. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to need you to buckle in. It's Well, first of all, it's a long one. Okay. Second of all, it's a good one. Let all me right. tell you. All right. This week I'm doing Povelia Island. Which, okay, I'm the true queen, I'm, I'm the true, <laughs> I'm the true crime queen out of the two of us. I love true crime, but this week we flipped it. So I'm doing the paranormal history stuff and you're doing the true crime, which mm -hmm. interesting for the first episode, interesting take, but we'll do it. I'm covering this week, Povelia Island. It's an island in Italy. I All think right. I saw pictures of it. Yeah. When you yeah, you showed me some pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. I sent you Snapchats of the Ghost Adventures episode that I was yeah. watching purely for research purposes, obviously. Yeah. I bet that was awesome. <laughs> so credit where credit's due. I got a lot of this from obviously an episode of Ghost Ghost Adventures, um, the most scientific and factual source that we have available <laughs> to us today. Very reputable. Uh historicmysteries.com and all this interesting article and of course Wikipedia. Shout out to Wikipedia. I will never um, donate, but I use you almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pavalia is a small island within the Venice Lagoon off the coast of northern Italy. And locals to Venice do not speak of the island, and it's illegal to step foot on its shores without permission of the Ita Italian government. But that doesn't stop people from trying to experience the just extreme levels of paranormal energy that's supposedly within the island. Um, one of these people's, one of these people's, <laughs> one of these people happens to be our favorite man, Zach Baggins, and we'll get to more <laughs> about him later. This episode was something else. And <laughs> Let's go. Well, okay, I was taking notes while I was watching the episode, and I, I just have to share with you this highlight. Um, when <laughs> Zach Baggins was speaking to some of the Italian locals, I wrote... Instead of speaking Italian or regular English, he speaks English with a really bad Italian accent. And then I wrote racist question mark. <laughs> such a Zach Baggins thing to do. Oh my God. <laughs> why did he, why did he feel that was necessary? I don't know. It's like, oh, they're not going to understand me if I speak English, but let me throw a bad <laughs> accent on it. That'll change it. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> he even so had the funny. hands going, you know, the little Italian oh. hands. <laughs> this man. That's awesome. So the island of Pavalia was first mentioned in print around the 15th century. So it's been inhabited and used by people for a really long time. 
And people lived on the islands during the decline of the Roman Empire to escape Roman rule and all the other threats because the islands of the Venice area were just so small and easily defendable that the Romans and the Huns and the Goths just didn't even bother trying to take them. Huh. They're like, whatever, you can have your tiny little island. We don't care. And so the people in Pavalia lived peaceful lives until about 1379 during the Chiogia War with Genoa. Uh, officials forced residents off Pavalia to find other places to live in the lagoon while the government built an octagonal fort and turned Pavalia into like an armed military outpost. Huh. And the fort's still standing today. It's one of the only buildings left on the island because a lot of them are like old and decrepit. They're from the 1300s, so they're like yeah, falling just apart. just like a big old concrete structure. Was it concrete though? It's mostly like stone. stone, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks very bare though. <laughs> There's like nothing oh, yeah. to it. it just... There's a lot of like decrepit buildings, at least in the like ghost adventures episode there's a lot of like decrepit buildings and a lot of like overgrown plants it just looked really cool it was it was definitely haunted overgrown just from looking at it but you know just normal she's <laughs> <laughs> going back to how it's supposed to be that's true it's the earth's now <laughs> like they got a gardener just chilling on <laughs> on pavalia island just like gardener. oh man there's just, everything's overgrown right now <laughs> And despite the government's efforts to try and repopulate the island after it was used as a military base, no one wanted to live there. <laughs> they even tried to get some monks to live there in like the 1500s. And even the monks were like, no, thanks. We're, we're good. You can keep your tiny island. After the after the base is there? Yeah, after the military base was there. Uh, but eventually the island did find a use. Don't worry. Uh, Pavalia Island became the dumping ground for victims of the bubonic plague. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> so... The monks really Once dodged they're a dead bullet or there. Like, they're just alive, living yeah. there. Yes. Oh shoot. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh god. So the first bubonic plague hit Italy in 1347, and this round of plague is actually what helped the Italians figure out like how the disease worked and spread roughly. I mean, it was still 1347, so diseases were obviously the wrath of God and not science, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but they figured out that disease spreads when sick people are near healthy people. So in Venice, they began throwing away, like throwing the dead bodies into two large pits outside the city to keep them away from the larger healthy populations within the city. But those pits, they were filling up quick, right? So they began dumping bodies on two other islands in the lagoon. And I actually learned this next fact from the Ghost Adventures episode. It's truly educational. Um, in Venice, you'll find areas called Campo de Morte, which means Plaza of Death. There are these like raised public squares, like these open spaces you'd see a farmer market or something, and there's just hundreds of dead bodies buried underneath. Like they just put all these bodies in the ground and then put like raised paved stones over the oh top. Oh my god! So it's like a raised public square, Campo de Morte. There's just dead bodies under there. You're just walking on top of dead people. That's horrifying. Yeah. So um, Venice is pretty fucking haunted. Walking on top of dead people that's gonna make a lot of spirits angry, right? At least I think so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> are they deep in there? Um, I don't know how deep they are in there, but if, I mean if there's a lot of dead bodies, it's probably a big hole, right? I mean I would assume so. Or a bunch of big holes. I don't the know. the one that they showed in the Ghost Adventures episode was like that was some good square footage. Like Sheesh. you could have like a full farmer's market on that square. Oh my god. Something like that. That's so scary. <laughs> it is scary. Ah, <laughs> So watch where you're walking in Venice, really. 
Uh, and Italians in this time also came up with lazarettos. And what's a lazaretto, you might ask? It's not a delicious Italian pastry, as I first thought. It's actually an institution or hospital designed for the quarantine of ill and potentially ill people. So oh. not... Yeah, not as cool as a pastry. Yeah, not as not as delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and the next big rounds of bubonic plague came in the 1530s and the 1670s. And the other islands, including Pavalia, became primary dumping grounds for the plague victims both still alive and dead <laughs> so if you started showing even just the slightest symptoms of the plague the government would take you from your family throw you on a barge with like a hundred other people and take you to Pavelio's lazarettos constructed on the island you just stay there on the island like in quarantine for 40 days until you most likely died yeah you're probably not gonna yeah there's a few rare cases like people did recover but it was like a very rare few <laughs> really if you just started showing any sort of symptom of the plague like even just like the slightest like oh i think it might be oh, coming no. down with the cold all right that's it or you, like, up for or you. you don't like your neighbor <laughs> <laughs> like tell the government i heard him sniffling the other day i think he's gotta go oh man wait so the institution you're talking about yeah. were they researching the plague there no the, uh well, maybe that's better I don't than know. just throwing them but on the island i don't know if they researched there but it was basically just a hospital for people who were sick potentially sick sick or dying maybe if you ha if you're kind of wealthy they're like all right we'll take you to a hospital and then if you're poor they're like all right there's this island <laughs> so um full 40-day paid vacation to this <laughs> beautiful resort yeah um i mean just it is might pretty. Die at the end it's it's a pretty area it's like jamaican sandals the sandals resort <laughs> i guess the island's not pretty but the surrounding area is pretty the island is actually shaped like the Wi-Fi symbol. It has like a really small island, oh, for real? another island that's kind of like curved, and then another bigger curved <laughs> island. It looks like the Wi-Fi symbol. It's 5G. Yeah. On Reddit, they called it Wi-Fi Island. That's funny. <laughs> Povelia Island. Povelia. Unless you're Zach Baggins, then it's Poveglia. Poveglia. <laughs> I said Italian Poveglia. people he tried to talk to looked like they hated him. I said Poveglia earlier. Poveglia. <laughs> but <Sheesh. laughs> conditions on the island were just as awful as you'd possibly imagine um, and here's a quote from Rocco Benedetti he's a writer in the 16th century Venice he said the sick lay three or four in a bed workers collected the dead and threw them in the graves all day without a break oh. often the dying ones and the ones too sick to move or talk were taken for dead and thrown on the piled corpses that's bad that's yeah. bad <laughs> it's bad and thousands of bodies were incinerated on the island. Some experts say around 160,000 people were burned on oh Pavalia. Could be more, could be less. We have no possible way of knowing. Um, and so many people were burned on the island that in the Ghost Adventures episode, when they went onto the island, they actually got to step foot on the island. There were just human bones laying in the grass and the dirt was mostly ash. There was so much oh, ash no. everywhere. And I was reading in one of the Holy articles that experts say the soil on Pavalia is upwards like 50% ash even today, oh like hundreds God. of years later. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, there's a scene. Zach is like talking to a historian about all these just like terrible tragedies that happened on the island. And then the next scene, it just cuts to him just chilling in a gondola with one of those plastic like witch doctor's masks down you know, with the beak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Just> my God. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle ages he's uh, just like chilling in a gondola i'm like <laughs> did it have me? like a voiceover I, just, I wrote in my notes i was like this feels disrespectful question mark <laughs> it does <laughs> i think it is 
it like wasn't even a good witch mask like it was it was plastic he bought it Party off City. the street corner and then was like hey get a shot of me in this <laughs> check it out it's just like back then yeah <laughs> i'm i'm a doctor oh and then he goes on to say like while they're trying to communicate to spirits he puts on the mask and he starts in really bad italian he goes i'm a doctor talk to me i am a doctor like, you gonna oh lie to God. these ghosts like that yeah that's terrible they're like no you're not <laughs> plus the doctors probably didn't help him at all they're they're the ones burning the corpses or whatever oh okay we'll get to it sheesh and so the hospital on Paveglios, Pavag- oh my god you got me saying it like the Baggins on Povelia. That's all you. That's all you. <laughs> the hospital on Povelia served as a quarantine area for plague victims until 1800 when it finally closed. Mm. Um, but don't worry. The Italian government found another use for Death Island. That's what I'm calling it now. Mm. In 1922, the island and all of its buildings were converted into a mental hospital. Oh, God. <laughs> the worst possible like, what's worse idea than- for that. What's what's worse than a an island where they just incinerate people, dead or alive? An island where they experiment on mentally ill people. So rumors spread about the experimentation on patients, just horrible, quote, treatments by just this crazy doctor. Lobotomies and, people said, and stuff, probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, worse, probably. Oh. People said that he would just operate on patients for expiration without anesthesia. And eventually the doctor committed suicide by jumping oh off God. the bell tower of the hospital. Um, and some say he did this to escape accountability for his crimes against all of his patients. Other stories claim that he was he that the tormented souls who suffered on the island haunted him and his only escape was suicide. And the last version of the story says that someone or some entity actually pushed him off the tower. Uh, and yeah. literally in the Ghost Adventures episode, did I don't he stand know. Up there? Well, no, there was there was no talk about it being an insane asylum really before this point. Zach Zach Baggins just walks up to this random ladder. They don't even say that they're in the hospital building. He just walks okay. up to this random ladder and he goes, "One of the, there was an crazed doctor here in the early 1900s who would experiment on patients, and he jumped off of this ladder." And I was like, "Does he know that it was that ladder, or was he just taking a guess?" There? <laughs> And, and he then he feel proceeded it. to climb up. He could feel up. the, the oh, presence, he, he right? He could feel it, yeah, for sure. He proceeded to climb up and then yell, why did you jump? <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is, okay, this is the type of stuff that doesn't make me more likely to believe, okay? This is what that I'm talking about. That doesn't make you just so believe in ghosts? <laughs> Zach Baggins is what gave me my belief in ghosts. Okay. <laughs> Makes it more fun. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you well, know, okay. it gets not depressing. fun in a minute, let me okay. tell you. So the mental hospital closed its doors in 1968, and the island has been abandoned ever since, except for the ghost. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Locals report seeing apparitions on the islands from their boats. So you can't actually go onto the island, but that doesn't stop people from just, like, cruising by on their boats. Um, and they're typically reported as bright white apparition in areas like uh. the garden or around the hospital. And when the Ghost Adventures team was there, the whole crew said that they had, like, goosebumps and their hair was standing up. Um, and <laughs> Am I thinking of the wrong island? Because what I'm picturing is, like, really high walls on the outside of the island. Is that yeah. a different place? Yeah. Okay, probably. well, then how how do they see into the, onto just the island? There's beaches. You just can't go onto the island, but you can drive around it. Oh, I was thinking, no, I was thinking it was, like, high walls on all no. sides of the island. Because that's a picture that I saw. But it must be a different island. 
there's some walls on the island. A lot of them have fallen down. Like okay. there could have been walls there and they're just like sure. hundreds of years of age knocked them down. But no, you can like see onto areas of the island. Uh, <laughs> Crazy. Okay, so they have this little Italian historian like guide showing them around the island and he won't go into certain buildings with the guys. And then he just says, just call me in the morning if you survive after tonight and just walks ah! out. <laughs> It's like, you're supposed to help him. Oh he just said, no, thank you. The Italian guy's my favorite. There was literally just a few times where the ghost adventure guys would just be saying something super dramatic and over the top. And the guy would just look into the camera like he was on the episode of The Office. Just so unamused. He's like, yo, you know, I mean, this is nothing to joke about, you guys. Yeah. Uh, he would like, like say, call me if you survive. <laughs> yeah, he's like, call, call me, me if you survive in the morning. <laughs> And they'd be like, do you want to stay with us overnight? He was just, no. Did they seem phased by that? <laughs> they started laughing. And he was like, he was like, serious. Nah, he was nah. like, for real. Yeah. And they just started laughing. They're like, haha, that's so funny, dude. And he's like, no, you might die. <laughs> but in like an Italian accent. <laughs> and so that same historian guide says that, like, actually the Italian government would drown people off the beaches of Pavalia for what? Like capital ex- executions. So this place is for oh sure God. haunted as hell. Oh yeah, they like burned, played victims dead and layers. alive. Literally, th- there was an insane asylum on the island, and the Italian government would drown people off the beaches of Pavalia <laughs> for like death sentences. They're just like, okay, this area right here, we're just gonna do this absolutely horrible shit. <laughs> now, this is this is where we kill people. That's just Sheesh. it's just a map of Italy, and it just says island. This is where we kill people. <laughs> So as the ghost adventure guys are walking around the island, they're getting just a ton of feedback. Technical difficulties. It's the spirits. Oh. They don't like us talking about their island. Poviglia Island. Poviglia. Yeah. It's just digital noise. It's ghosts. Oh, there it is again. Well, because you said it was digital noise and not... You didn't, oh, they you got didn't mad. give credit to the ghost. I didn't give credit. And as the ghost adventure guys are walking around the island, they're getting a ton of feedback on their EMF de- EMF detectors. So that's electromagnetic uh. field detector for those of you not versed in paranormal detection devices. Ben, yeah, that's, that's you. Me. That's for you. <laughs> it's just a tool that detects like electromagnetic fields and they're used to supposedly detect the presence of paranormal activity. I thought it it's was like, supposed to be like, science cannot explain this, but it's like, they they're trying to use to science this. yeah well we don't know for they sure say. like there's just natural like it's just like a geographic thing is like electromagnetic fields okay so it's semi-legit ghosts raise the level and you can detect that with an emf detector all right yeah but the emf detector readings are off the charts in a ton of areas on the island they're getting recordings of loud bangs and just random noises coming from areas where no one's at mm-hmm. and they get a couple recordings that could possibly be words from spirits okay it's kind of a stretch and i feel like most ghost shows do this but they're like did you hear that it totally said i'm here but then they play back the recording and it sounds like (laughs) like okay (laughs) okay that's so funny yeah but they got a few recordings that were basically like that like you i guess you could say that it was a word they've just got you know trained hearing probably esper It'll be like, there's a sound that's like, and they're like, did you hear that? It just said James 316. It was so clear. (laughs) It was so clear. (laughs) It spoke to me. (laughs) I want to go ghost hunting. I think it'd be fun. I might poop myself, but. I'm not spending 
3000 on an EMF reader, though. Are you looking up the prices right now? Is that how much they cost? No, I'm not. I oh. just made that up. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, they're rich. We should be ghost hunting. <laughs> okay, it's all fun and games until you get possessed, though. And the scariest part... <laughs> The scariest part of the whole episode was when Zach supposedly gets possessed. Like all the guys are, oh. they're they're walking around these buildings. They have their night vision and everything on. And they start saying like, they're pretty well, they're stepping on dead people island. Yeah. And all the guys are start saying they're like, I don't feel good. They're lightheaded. They feel mm. sick. And Zach starts turning really aggressive and angry. He's yelling at the other guys. He's shoving them. Um, he's just like screaming at everyone and they have to actually pull him out of the room they're all in to just get him to calm down and they pause their investigation so Zach can use like holy anointing oil to rid him of whatever spirit to go for him it's pretty whack like his he like okay i'm i'm not a personal friend of zach baggins but i will say it did look like something in him changed like Mm. he was perfectly fine and i'm like i know this man is not a good actor let me do what I want. Okay. Like, I know this man ain't no actor, right? Mm-hmm. But that was a good performance if he was acting. Well, everything I've seen was, everything I've seen of him, like all the clips. He's are, goofy. It's, it's pretty goofy, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he he was angry. He's and, a performer. Like, I don't know if he's an actor, but he's definitely a performer. Well, he was, he was acting like, out possessed then. I don't know, man. It's kind of scary. It is pretty scary. Because it's like, how far is this guy going to take this? <laughs> Zach Baggins, so probably pretty, kill somebody. pretty far. <laughs> I could only really get first-hand paranormal accounts from Ghost Adventures because it's illegal to go onto the island. Obviously, Ghost Hunters got permission, but otherwise no one else goes onto the island and then posts their proof of paranormal activity because you'll get fined for even stepping foot on the island. Uh, yeah, there's no like yeah. YouTube channels just doing that. There were, but like... Oh, really? There oh, weren't they, very good illegal? videos. It's illegal. I mean, they're just doing it illegally. Yeah, they're just doing it illegally. And, like, they didn't have night vision, things like that. It was just basically pitch uh, black. It tier. wasn't very good. But Ghost Adventures got way more stuff. Oh, but yeah. But it's fine because Ghost Adventures is all I need. They got all the gadgets. I only need Zach Baggins. <laughs> In 2014, the Italian government tried to auction off the island, but all the deals that they made fell through, and their highest bid for the island was only, like, $700,000. Right. I, I remember you telling me about this part. <laughs> Nobody wanted it. That's so funny. And in the past couple of years, Italian construction crews started to like try and restore some of the buildings, but all construction just stopped and no one knows why. A lot of people speculate that the crews were tormented by the ghosts on the island and that paranormal activity caused them to have to stop. Um, it's actually really eerie. In the Ghost Adventures episode, you can see like the scaffolding is still up on the buildings. There's still equipment on the island. Like Whoever was there just got scared and left mid-build. It's pretty whack. Well, okay, I have a I have a theory for that. Okay, what is it? I mean, if they're not going to be able to sell it, why would they go through the effort of doing anything? I don't know. Doing any construction on there. Well, okay. They did se- they did end up selling it to one guy, and I think maybe they want to turn it into a museum or something like that. Oh, right. But all of the buildings like they're like you it's possible a ceiling could fall on your head. Like those buildings are from the 1300s. They're hmm. not stable. Yeah. Um so they're trying to like revamp the whole place a little bit or at least make it safe for people to go onto the island at least to like maybe figure out what to do with it because mm-hmm. right now it's like not safe whatsoever to go onto the island um and yeah that's that's the story of pavalia island or as one historian described it hell but in north italy 
Seriously, that's a lot of bad stuff that's, that's happening That's a lot there. of dead people on one tiny island. I think the... Hold on. Let me Google the square square mileage of this island because it is small. Probably a mile, like a square mile. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't find an exact number for Povelia, but I want to say it's only like a couple square miles. Like it's not big at all. And most of that is ash. It's an, ir- an island made entirely out of human ash. Sheesh. That is so gnarly that it that it, the... What is it? The ground's 50% ash. Yeah. It's still to this day. And they burn bodies like 400 so years ago. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. You're up. <laughs> That's so crazy. Okay. Yes. I am up. So let me switch over to my other What are you tab. talking about this week? As you know, we are fully into the holiday season and I'm feeling it. It is December. Yeah. So I wanted to cover something that hits close to home. Santa? No. Rampus. No, murder. Oh. <laughs> uh, but literally close to my home because this place is a 10-minute walk from my house. A dismembered foot was found at a landing uh, that's, you know, just off the Willamette River. Is that Rogers Landing? Yeah, Rogers Landing Dock. Whoa. It's a popular spot to picnic or boat. Yeah, I've been kayaking off that. Yeah, me off too. Off Rogers Landing. But yeah, it's an offshoot of the Columbia River, which is the mm-hmm. second largest river on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of vital to the story because this foot... This dismembered foot has washed up on the shore, you know, in my hometown. And so we don't know how far it's come from, uh, but it's here. It was here now in, you know, 2018. That's crazy. Nothing happens in Newburgh. Nothing exciting happens in Newburgh. This is exciting, but. When was this? What year? 2018. 2018? Mm -hmm. What? I was here in 2018. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. How did I not know about this foot? I know. There was a I would not, have been all over that. There was not a lot of media presence of the foot. There was like nothing on Twitter, nothing on Instagram. Crazy. Yeah. There's just a few, um, well, I think like 10 news, whatever's covered it. So it wasn't a super huge story, which is crazy and just like really creepy because we don't know where it came from still. Still? Do yeah, we know who it belonged to? No. What? No. November 16, 2018 is the date it was discovered. So somebody went looking in the dumpsters at Rogers Landing. Probably just trying to find like bottles and cans. Yeah. Uh, instead, they found a shoe. <laughs> oh no. That contained a foot. Oh, it didn't. Wait. It so it washed up on the shore, or it was in the dumpster. So somebody was like picking up trash on the on the shore. Yeah. And then they picked up, you know, a shoe, with a foot in it, and didn't realize, uh, and threw it away. Uh, yeah. So then the person that was no. looking through the dumpster for cans and bottles, how did you just finds it and they're like, oh my god, foot. I don't know, I don't know. That's wow. crazy. Like, oh, I nice Halloween decorations. Too. I was like, how do you not notice that? Maybe the sock is covering it or something, but... Maybe. It was wearing a sock, too, That's not just, just creepy as hell that you can pick up a foot, like a human foot, and throw it away and not even, like, know that that's what it was. Maybe it was the, whoever chopped it off through it or away. They're, maybe they're just, like, so tired or done with it. They're just like, oh, whatever. I don't care. It's a foot. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with this tonight. Who cares? <laughs> I don't want to report this. Um... Yeah, somebody forgot to take their foot off, off of that, out of that shoe. <laughs> theory, yeah, the theory is somebody was picking up trash, and they threw it away without realizing. That's pretty gross and yeah. very unlike. Well, I don't know. I guess it's likely because what else is gonna, what else is that gonna be? Somebody chops off a foot and dumps it in the top of a dumpster. That's true. That's not. That's not a great way to hide. I guess if you want to get rid of a body, you should yeah. throw it in like water, deep water. Yeah. Okay, so this foot is thought to be the match for. Another one that was found months earlier across the river at Shampui Park. 
and we were just there. We were just there. <laughs> yeah. We uh, literally saw the river. We walked yep. right along the river. Yep. Whack. Creepy we as for hell. Feet. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Is it weird that I kind of want to find a dead body? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to do, I don't want to find a dead body. That's terrible. Or at least like a piece of one. No. That's worse. <laughs> piece of a body i mean obviously i'd report it i wouldn't like well of course be yeah. worried about it I'd you're not gonna take it, it home as a souvenir or something. <laughs> well <Sheesh. laughs> no you, i like, would report it to the police that. and you're like but can, wait can i take can that I keep the shoe that's cool least, or... <laughs> <laughs> can i take these docks like, no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so what kind of shoe was it wearing uh nike running shoe i think <gasps> oh my god i wear nike running shoes <laughs> that could have been me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's okay. People, Sheesh. okay, sometimes people think I'm crazy when I say, oh, we have a true crime comedy podcast. They're like, there's nothing fun about murder. And I'm like, no, we just cope with the awful through laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. what are we going to do? Yeah. Sit here and be like, oh my God. Um, I'm going to cry into the microphone right now. I mean, it sucks. It sucks. It really but freaking I, sucks. That's how I deal with all the trauma in my life. I just laugh it off. <laughs> my therapist says it's really healthy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, Great. it's not. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. That's what I do. Okay. Yeah, but the police took all the garbage, and they didn't find any other body parts in there. So the foot is the only thing that's there. Um, Two feet now. The, yeah, the foot was – the other one was found, like, on the bank, I guess. Was It It was the same – it was wearing the same shoe. It was the other foot. I don't foot. think the other one was wearing a shoe, but – It was the other foot. I mean, it just makes sense that if two feet wash up, like, right across the river, I don't know. probably the same person. Could be, could be two bodies. It's possible. Or – whoever died had a foot transplant but if they if the police think it's the same i'm pretty sure it's the same because okay. it must have been like i guess the same we'll size go with a professional foot. opinion yeah it's not as exciting though but in that dumpster <laughs> i think it's funny because they probably like that's like a popular smoke spot for like high schoolers so they probably found like a pound's worth of jewels <laughs> and like plastic bags of weed <laughs> remnants you know i thought Just that like, was so funny to imagine like them going through that and just being oh like, gosh. oh my god, there's like so many four local cans in here. It's like Swisher wrappers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Um, not that I ever smoked there. No, we're children of God. Yeah, it's weird to think that I've been to these places because I've been like I've been yeah. to Rogers Landing and Shampoo Park like so many times. Like yeah, we used same. to go running there, Shampoo Park, um, for cross country, all the time. No, we've gone kayaking in Cod- in Codgers Landing, Rogers, Rogers Landing. Landing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like body parts just washing up on the bank right there. That's so freaky. Like, that makes me... Well, especially because it's such a high-traffic area, you think somebody would have found it sooner. People are always out at Rogers Landing, even in, like, the wintertime. People still kayak. People still take their boats out. There's a boat yeah, dock but nobody, right there. People don't usually go along the bank, you know, because there's trees all over. That's true. Like, we don't people just People pass it in the their bank. boats. Yeah. It's interesting because it's such a high traffic area that it wasn't found sooner. People in boats tend to stay towards the middle. Yeah. Or, or, you know, there's kind of lanes or whatever. They don't really go close to the side. So it probably was either a kayaker that was picking up trash or like, because you can't really walk along the bank on Roger's landing side. So I was trying to think about how, or Mm -hmm. unless it was like right where the boat dock is. Oh, gosh. Like that concrete part right there. Like it's just floating right there. Oh, yeah, I'm still like, how do you not know there's a foot in there? If there's a whole yeah. foot <laughs> in a shoe. Picked it up. And they're like, oh. Like, oh, seriously. Like, this is definitely, this goes to a mannequin. It's heavy. 
This no, was a mannequin. Like, you know, I know how much a shoe <laughs> it's weighs. It's never a mannequin. A shoe with a foot in it does not weigh the same as a shoe without a foot in it. Right? I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, like how? Ah! That is crazy. It was probably one of those teenagers high out of their minds. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, this yo, you see drugs. this too? <laughs> oh, sh- This is your brain on drugs. You pick up a human foot without realizing it. Throw it away. Well, at least they were cleaning up, cleaning up the peaches. Yeah. They're like, we can't report this. We're high. <laughs> We've been, sm- we're fourteen. We've been smoking weed. Ah! Uh, what do we do? Throw it away. I mean, that would be really sad if that actually happened. Oh my god, that would. Oh my that god, would be horrible. Did we just, just solve scar it? some kids? Just solve the mystery. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're like, I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. Uh, so these aren't the only body parts found in the area, but I mean, okay, not Newburgh, not Newburgh. I mean, I'm sure there is body parts found in Newburgh, but... I think we should go back to Shampooey and just look for more dismembered. I'm down to go to Shampooey. I mean, looking is not... <laughs> like, we can go running, list, but I don't but know about the feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but the next part of the story is 30 miles from Newburgh and 74 years ago, something fishy went down in Clackamas County. The story starts That's with three... That's a bad pun, using fishy for a river murder. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did that very on purpose. <laughs> okay, so this story starts with three very unlucky Oregonians who spot a bag floating in the Willamette River. Oh, my God. It was, okay, is it bad? That was kind of my dream. Like, I want to find a dead body. Uh, <gasps> yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, That help. wouldn't ruin your day right there? I mean... We're about to discuss no. what's in this bag, but I think you can already assume. Yeah, whenever I see it... Okay, you know how they have, like prison prisoners clean up trash on the side of the highway and like they leave the garbage bags there to be picked up later yeah i genuinely think every time i pass one i'm like that's a dead body that's not trash and that's a dead body (laughs) what kind of (laughs) terrible murderer and every time i pass one i kind of that was like i'll just leave people have been found on the side of the road but in a trash bag i kind of like what's the use of cutting someone up and just leaving them on the side of the road I mean, you're going only halfway. You're like, you go the full way. Okay. Whenever I pass them, like when I'm driving in the car, why am I, I like, telling serial killers to hide their bodies? <laughs> I like better? stare down the bags. I'm like, can I make out the shape of a body? <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. That's hilarious. Next time we, see, I'm driving with you. I'm gonna, I'm not if like we see a girls. bag, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna side eye you. Okay. It's always a dead body. It's never trash. <laughs> What's the statistic? Like, is it like thirty percent? Um, <laughs> that there's a Solid there's a human 50, thumb 50. in every plastic bag. Oh God! What? I just completely made that up. You believe <laughs> yeah. that? You believe that for a second? Thirty percent of the time, every plastic bag has a thumb. As a I mean, I knew you were joking, it. but I thought you were just gonna say dead body, and you just went specifically for the thumb. Oh, it made it Cut more me believable. Cut oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh my God! Okay, I'm so your cold. Case. Oh, it's freezing so in cold. here. Okay. So this bag was near the shore, and they took the effort to open it. And it took effort, because the murderer had used tape, rope, and telephone wire oh. to hold the burlap You'd shut. you think at that point they'd be like, oh, maybe somebody doesn't want us to look inside here. Maybe uh-huh. we should let it go. Yeah, so inside was a freaking torso <laughs> and some women's clothes. That's crazy. And, you know, weights to weigh it down and try to... Yeah. But obviously that obviously didn't work. Obviously that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Just the torso? Yeah, just the torso in this one. But all of the clothes. Uh, 
some of the clothes. I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and there's a photo that shows all of the victim's clothing and the burlap in which the remains were discovered. And there's like a jacket, there's a skirt, there's a top, there's like a like her underwear, like petticoat underneath. That's crazy. Jeez. And then there was only a torso. Yeah, in this crazy. one. In this one. <laughs> oh god, in this one. There will be more. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh so they call this the wisdom light murder because the torso was found and this is the the first body part that was found mm-hmm. of this uh Jane Doe. Assuming it's one person, this is the first piece of this person that was found. Mm-hmm. Uh but they found the torso near a moorage called the Wisdom Light Moorage, which is you know, like where you park boats or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a uh, garage, but for boats. Yeah. Mirage. That's why oh. you say that. No, no. That's no <laughs> way. <laughs> got you good. I was like, oh, that's, that's really, uh, that's BS. <laughs> Just like the thumbs. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm shivering. It's so cold. You got to finish. You got to finish the case. Yeah. It's like when you try to do it fast because you pee, but I'm... Or because you got to pee. <laughs> I just messed up. Because you pee? Because <laughs> you pee. I pissed myself. I got to better finish my case fast. No, because when you have to pee, you're always like... Oh, I gotta. It's a sense of urgency. Yeah, sense That's of why urgency. I hold it in before we record. That's so funny. So I have a sense of urgency it's to ridiculous. get through my case. Ridiculous. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, more body parts are found the next day. The next day. <laughs> the very next day, some fishermen found a similarly wrapped package. Uh, inside this one, you know, inside this precious gift from Santa, oh was a right thigh and just hands. Oh, no, sorry. Just arms with no hands. Just arms, no hands. And, and a right thigh. Th- how do they know it's the right one? I don't want to know. I mean, I don't know. Just the way it's shaped. <laughs> Fair enough. This was found in the Clackamas River or the Willamette River in Clackamas? It, this one didn't. Uh... Oh, Willamette Falls, Wikipedia says. Oh, okay. I didn't actually add that part. <sighs> so creepy. But yeah, so two months later in July, the left thigh is found. Then in October, the head is finally discovered. Oh. And usually the head is like what really connects it to a person. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, now we can identify this person. Not by like DNA or whatever, but, but like, I don't know if they do like teeth stuff yet. Him. But definitely recognizing was the, the way that they would have done it at this time. Did they ever identify the victim? No, no. But that's, so that'll be a large part of the what I'm about to get into. Because there are some theories that have been put together linking it to i don't i can't remember it's like three or four specific people yeah this sounds a lot like the thames torso murders oh yeah where they they just found body parts of different women most of the time they didn't find their heads that's Um, the one with like a bajillion yeah like 80 something body parts yeah there's just a guy going around it was in the same time as jack the ripper so obviously it's not the same guy uh but it's just severed body parts all around London. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You'd think with all all these wrappings like tape and wire and the weights that it mm-hmm. would work, but nope. They got to the surface. So I'm I'm guessing the hands and or the hands and feet are just, you know, at the bottom of the river somewhere. Yeah, or he kept them. Well, probably keep the head, right? It depends. Like, killers keep different things. Some people even just like take pictures of their victims. Some mm. people take like locks of hair some people keep body parts or blood slides or blood slides I, we love dexter different killers take different trophies that's fair they could fancy the the hands Maybe or he's the a feet. foot guy no oh, foot guy <laughs> yeah so these last two were only wrapped in clothes and newspapers huh. um so that'd be the 
left thigh and the head. That's interesting because that's different yeah. from the first one. I know. I that, I thought that was kind of weird that it was like kind yeah. of. Maybe he was in a hurry. Not as good of a rap as before. I don't know. Maybe he ran out of bags or something. Oh, Newspapers, darn. I guess. Who's my last sack on the torso? Okay, so the body showed signs of torture. So there's like burn marks on her torso. The investigators think that a blowtorch was used on her. Oh, okay. Now I feel bad about making jokes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But the actual cause of death was just uh, blunt force trauma to her head. Like we said, no missing person was ever matched to the victim. But the site that I was looking at for like the the theories was portlandcrime.blogspot.com. And it goes over like which ones are most likely to be the victim and why. And some of which are theorized by the police at the time, mm-hmm. or the investigators at the time, and some are theorized more by this site. Huh. There is really not much evidence on the killer themselves, so mm-hmm. that's not like a major part of it at all. The dump site of the right thigh and arms, there were footprints left of a size 10 men's shoes leading away from like where the package was found. Because mm-hmm. this one was found on the bank. This one wasn't floating. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, floating super close to the bank. Yeah. And then, this is a weird part of it. A bag of rabbit feed was found on the nearby trail, and the bag was, like, probably one of the bags used to oh, wrap burlap? up the stuff. Yeah. <gasps> so that's, that's weird. That's leaving a lot of clues for somebody who wants to get away with murder. Yeah, but it really didn't go anywhere. Another piece of information on the killer that didn't really pan out is a man who called into the local police claiming he knew uh, where the woman had been killed or where she'd been dismembered. But this guy didn't really know anything. He was just looking for attention. So Mm. that's kind of sad. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this article goes over the possible victims. And it was cool to read them because as I was reading, certain facts would like jump out at me. (laughs) And I was like, ooh, that's kind of like, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I can see where they're going with this. Anna Schrader is a, or was, a private investigator in Portland who had like a rocky relationship with a lieutenant in the Portland police. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of where the motivation okay. stems from. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't elaborate on the relationship, but I'm assuming there was some domestic violence or... Oh. And it kind of led it led me to believe that it was 1940. talking about... When wasn't there domestic violence? Mm, mm. <laughs> it was kind of connecting it to... She didn't like some of the things the department was doing, like the police mm. department, because she's a private investigator. And she's having a relationship with this lieutenant. And she's like, I don't like the way you're doing that. Sounds like and a really so, good TV show. I know, right? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. The difference in opinion is uh, kind of the motivation for the hypothesis of her being the victim. And mm. also, you know, the lieutenant being the, the perpetrator. Yeah, she apparently had a lot of inside info on the police department. And who knows, maybe she was going to like oh, shoot. go public with some crazy stuff. It's pretty juicy for a possible victim. That's true, that's true. So while that would explain her disappearance and the case being unsolved, you know, because the police Mm -hmm. aren't going to turn their own guy in probably. Yeah. Or at least they're less likely to. Um, That's a scary thought. (laughs) In the week after the discovery of the torso, which is the first part discovered, Mm -hmm. many people wrote letters to the police because, you know, they're worried about their loved ones. They're like, oh my God, could it be... I haven't seen Sally, Sally in three weeks. Why did we both go to Sally? I don't know. That was good, though. That's cool. We have connection. Wow. We're connected. Oh, my God. Did Sally just speak to us through... Uh... Sally spoke to us. It wasn't digital noise. Sally it died in Sally this and RV. she's here. Yeah. Um, this Arby's? Sally died in this Arby's? I said RV. Oh. <laughs> Sheesh. Somebody would die in an Arby's. 
just from eating that food. What do you think's in the meat? Foots. Yeah, feet. Feet and running shoes. Feetsies. <laughs> little toesies. That McRib. It's just little toesies. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> cold. That McRib from Arby's. Made of toes. <laughs> Was it roast beef? <laughs> I don't know what roast Arby's makes. Feet. I don't either. I've never been there. Waffle fries. Never will. No, they make curly fries. Arby's has curly fries. Oh, okay. That's a little tempting, but nah, I'm good. You know, these people writing to the police department are just desperately hoping that it wasn't their, you know, their person. Oh my God, I'm shivering so hard. Okay. (laughs) Get through it. Get through it. Yeah. So most of the, of these were ruled out by the markings on the body, not matching Mm -hmm. the missing person. Um, But some stuck around. So another letter, or one letter came in concerning Bessie Carol Nevins. And this letter was different. Uh, one second. But on my fake Italian accent. Sally, uh, speak Sally, to us. speak to us. I'm a doctor. What's she saying? <laughs> I should, ha- well, I, it, well, it's not going to work. I don't have the mask. Shh, shh, she's, she's speaking. Might just be my tummy, my tummy rumbling. Tummy rumbly. It'd be a burrito. <laughs> It is so <laughs> freaking cold. Okay. Yes, Sally? So too. Before Bessie Carol Nevins goes missing, and before the torso is discovered, Mrs. Wilson gets a call in Los Angeles uh, at her home, and there's a person saying they're a cousin, and they're taking Bessie Carol Nevins to Oregon to work on a ranch. Hmm. And she was like, we don't have any cousins in <laughs> Oregon. That's oh, weird. No. Yeah, so she didn't really... She tried to, like, reach out again and contact that person, but didn't get to him. So that's sketch. Um, Yeah. That's the murder. I'm saying it right now. That guy killed killed whoever this woman is. I don't know if that's the dismembered person, but that guy definitely did something (laughs) terrible to this lady. Probably. Um, So prior to this, prior to this call, a friend of Nevin's husband had contacted Mrs. Wilson requesting her sister's address. So this guy's requesting... Bessie Carol Nevins' address, and I don't know if they give it to him or not. They probably did because mm. that's probably how he picked well, her up. Yeah. And then later, like I said, he calls and says, or well, I'm thinking he's the one calling saying, hey, I'm a cousin, mm-hmm. taking this girl to Oregon. <laughs> it just makes sense. We don't have any cousins. So when he's requesting his, her sister's address, he also is like, uh, her estranged husband is interested in sending an allotment to her. <laughs> which is also weird because Nevins's husband was serving in the Navy as a pharmacist mate and had never paid his wife at all um, <laughs> since breaking from her in 1937. What so it's beat. not likely that her, her husband would want to send money to her yeah, or anything like that because he hadn't done that in a, like forever. <laughs> so it's really sketchy. Um, and a yeah. pharmacist mate is like a petty officer who works under like medical officers. A pharmacist friend. <laughs> like like a mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two pharmacists go up on the ark. Okay. Yeah, I actually looked into that a little bit because it's pretty cool. That is cool. They just like, when they dock, they just like run out and, and, and like aid the people on the battlefield or whatever. Oh, pretty okay. Dope. That's cool. Or they bring a ship full of them to a hospital and like they dispatch them. It's pretty dope. That's cool. Yeah, so this stranger is calling in to notify her sister that he's going with her to Oregon. More like he's taking her to Oregon, because yeah. I really doubt it's consensual. This is, yeah, this is not consensual. Yeah. 
don't worry, Mrs. Wilson. I'll get her there in one piece. Uh, I wanted more of a laugh from that. Come on, oh, that shit was that funny. Oh, that was good. That was good. I'm getting it now. It's registering. It's registering. I've got it. It's good. I was like, that was funny. Why didn't you laugh at that? Okay. Okay, so she cried. She cried. Well, she probably did. But she tried to contact the man that took her sister, right? But she got nothing. But does her description match the body parts found? Maybe. We don't know. Kind <laughs> we of. We found her head, they which said, includes her face, but you can't be sure. Well, they said kind of it does. <laughs> because her description was given to the police department before the head was even discovered. Uh, Nevins had gray hair. It could be a match because the, f- the head that they found had gray hair. Oh. So... We don't actually know if it's a match because they can't, like, fax over a picture of the head. So it's like an older woman. I don't know why in my head I was I picturing, like, a 20-year-old. I mean, I don't know if it's an older woman. Hmm. You can have gray hair and not be That's true. As I sit here old, with silver hair. But <laughs> <laughs> Did they do hair dye in Yeah, 19- you could bleach your hair in 46? the 1940s. Okay. Your hair would basically fall out, yeah, but yeah. you could bleach it. How do you think Mar- Marilyn Monroe had that blonde hair? Oh, really? Yeah. She's not naturally blonde. Um, There's another missing person who fits the description, or at least mostly fits the description. Ava Linder Panko. So she went missing as her new house burned down (gasps) uh, right after her messy divorce, which is those three things right there. Uh, Going missing right after your divorce (laughs) and your house burns down. That's it. Three strikes. That's, uh, yeah, something definitely very bad happened to Ava Linder Panko. So a friend of Ava's spoke up soon after overhearing the ex-husband threatened to kill Ava. Oh, gosh. Which is good. Good for good for that friend. Uh, then the ex disappeared. It's always the husband. So the husband just disappears once uh, the friend speaks up. I don't know who she speaks up to. It doesn't say if it's like the police or to Ava herself or whatever. Hmm. But yeah. So this person was a possible victim until they discovered the head. Because Ava had a glass eye. Oh. And the dismembered head had no eyes. Oh. So it's a little harder to identify. Oh, okay. You, okay. That was a fact. Okay. I didn't provide that earlier. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking it's just a head. Like, it would be so easy to identify. Well, if they don't have eyeballs, there's probably a lot of other things wrong with this face because it's been sitting in the True. water. True. I didn't think about that. Pretty gross. Yeah. So glass that's, that's pretty cool. That's though. like really interesting. Like, she had a glass eye, so it's like you have no yeah. way of knowing. Because the hair matches, the facial features could match. Yeah, but if, but if the it's face got no eyes bloated, and there's no glass yeah, eye, from you the can't. water too. Yeah, but the doctor doing the autopsy, I don't know how he assumes this. He said they were confident that the victim had two functioning eyes while alive. I don't you know how. You can tell how... that though. Like if you have if you have your eye taken out, they like cauterize back there and things like that, so your skin is like scarred. Okay, so okay, that's fair. I didn't really buy that at first, but. I guess that makes sense. If it, yeah, you'd have some sort of surgical different. mark to remove your eye. Yeah, that's true. So that's three, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Three possible victims. Well, sorry, two, I'm very cold right now. It, oh, you're good. Well, it's more like two possible victims. If that girl had a glass eye, but they could tell that the woman who was dismembered had two functioning eyes, so it's probably not her. Okay, so it's probably just the first and the and the second, not uh, Ava. Poor Ava, though. That triple whammy. Yes, Going missing, divorce, house burned down. I know. It's the husband. It's always the husband. I'm thinking... It sounds like Betsy. I'm thinking it was the one... Yeah, I think it's the one from Los Angeles to Oregon. Yeah. Because that is like... It sounds like Betsy. Really... 
I but do the like investigator the investigator one the is interesting one, too. The Anna Schrader, mm-hmm. just because it sounds like it'd make a really good TV show. For sure, it totally would. But yeah, those are my three that I wanted to look into for this. Um, I just thought it was really interesting because I found you know the feet in Newburgh, my yeah. hometown, dismembered feet. That's this, ridiculous. This isn't the first time and then, there's been dismembered feet in the area. Yeah, and that yeah, right. Well, feet, dismembered body parts. That's what I was looking because I was like, I wonder what else has been found in this area. <sighs> so of course I had to expand the radius a little bit. That is crazy. Um, but thirty miles—that's not far. That's not that far for an entire body um, dismembered. You know, minus the hands and feet, I guess, being found. But yeah, that's you ridiculous. Have to wonder though too, because maybe it doesn't even seem like like a crime of passion or something or like a husband killing the wife because to dismember a body that's got to take a lot more that's premeditated for sure right uh either premeditated but also like dismembering a body is like such a personal act like you have to you have to really want to kill somebody to go ahead and dismember their body afterwards Hmm. usually like when people like kill someone on accident they're like oh shit they just hide the body whole they don't take the time to dismember it because could you imagine dismembering Mm. a body that'd be absolutely disgusting to a regular person like you and me yeah but that's it for mine oh crazy i loved your case that was great yeah yours is good oh i'm gonna have nightmares i'm never gonna be able to go to roger's landing again (laughs) i can't believe they didn't identify the one in like 2018 you know i know and things like that and nothing else was found just the two feet super creepy like oh my god is like a whole rest of the body just on the bottom of the river there Maybe. In Maybe somebody who drowned. People drown Just in... with dismembered feet? No. They could come detached from the body. Okay, that's fair. It didn't say... I'm thinking of, like, clean cut, like, in Dexter. Oh. But it didn't actually say that, yeah, so I that's mean, fair. The body is, that's like, fair. so waterlogged, eventually gets bloated, and then, like, it starts to dis- disintegrate. Yeah. It could detach. I totally didn't even think about that. Yeah, I just assumed that it had been cut. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Sorry, I'm sh- my voice is weird because I'm shivering right now. Well, I'm, I'm pulling so up cold. my happy story to end on a good I note. I really should have brought more. Oh, you got a happy story? I do. Well, nice. it's kind of happy. I mean, it's mostly just super cool. Okay. All right. Is it animals? No. Are there animals in this? It has to do with more murder, but like good stuff about murder. Okay. Because usually when I need something comforting, I look at, you know, just like cats <laughs> doing stupid stuff. I follow this one page called Sinful Cats and it's just like... <laughs> Cats doing human things they're not supposed to do. I love that. Oh my god, my phone is so cold. Okay. Okay. The thing that we do here on Archive, we tell our sad stories. My people were burned alive. Your people hacked (laughs) apart. Your people were all sorts of everything. (laughs) We need to end on a happy note. So every episode, we say our cases, and then we find something something good to reflect on at the end of the end of the show um so actually okay i'm super excited about this one um you know about the zodiac killer right yeah yeah and you know how he he that is a good movie love robert downey jr and jake gyllenhaal yep but you know how he sent these like cryptic letters yeah super cool code after 51 years his longest letter to the san francisco chronicle has been cracked oh what no way yes okay I'm just going to read you directly from the article from the San Francisco Chronicle. It said, The solution to what's known as the 340 cipher, one of the most vexing mysteries of the Zodiac's killer's murderous saga, has been found by a code-breaking team from the United States, Australia, and Belgium. 
Oh, that's awesome. The cipher sent in a letter to the Chronicle in November 1969 has been puzzling authorities and amateur sleuths since it arrived 51 years ago. Investigators hoped the Zodiac, who killed five people in the Bay Area in 1968 and 1969, would reveal his name in one of his many ciphers, but there's no such name in the 340. It's so cool. It literally took 51 years and teams and teams of people to crack this code. But here... Do you want to hear it? Yeah. 340 cipher. All right. So according to the team that cracked it, the 340 cipher reads. Okay. One second. Sally's talking to us. (laughs) Here's here's the 340 cipher. And according to the team of code crackers, this is what it's code crackers. (laughs) This is what it says. I hope you're having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach the paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. So it's like broken English and... Like, he spells paradise wrong, like, six times in this. Like, every time he says paradise, it's spelled wrong. Um, And actually, the very first code ever cracked um, from the Zodiac, he sent a a short ciphered code to the San Francisco Chronicle. And actually, a husband and wife school teacher duo cracked the first one. So, so 51 years, though. Damn. That's got to be one hard code to crack. Seriously. I mean, I don't know how much closer that this makes them to catching the zodiac i mean it was 1968 and 1969 that guy's probably dead by now the actual zodiac killer is probably dead by now but i don't know hopefully this gets them one step closer to at least figuring out who this guy was yeah yeah the thing is like is Uh. he actually delusional and believes that he kills people to have slaves in the afterlife or is he leading on the police to be like i just want you to think i'm crazy you know jeez i don't know but that's super cool that they've cracked it yeah anyways yeah that's my cool case to end this off and on a good note well this has been episode one of archive the relaunch thank you guys for listening we'll see you again next week you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify and wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts give us a rate a review follow us if you can it really helps us out check us out on instagram at archive pod and Twitter at Archive the Pod. Thanks for listening. See you soon for more murder. What's the square mileage of Pavalia? Bessie Nevins or Bessie goes vi- missing. Vissing. Before Bessie Nevins goes missing. That's a tongue twister. No, it's not. Well, it is because I'm cold, but <laughs> it's none of the. It doesn't take rhyme or anything. Right right is that really dampening the sound that it's much? Probably gross. I'm going to give you this one, but then I'd be cold. <laughs> I mean, I assumed that, but okay. Oh yeah, by the way, we are in a trailer of my roommate's little sister. Um, she like bought this trailer and then restored it and made it into like a cute little Airbnb. It's really nice, but there's no heating right yeah, now. Yeah, there's no so heating. It's very so we're cold. Frozen. Sally, shut up! Come on. You can't be mean to her, Sally. Will you All please right. stop? I need to read my thing. Okay, that was actually like. This sound, be gone. That, I don't know why, Our but Father, now it who does seem heaven. more like talking. Hallowed be thy name. <laughs> well, well, that t- and then I can't say this is a true crime podcast. There's going to be some murder. <laughs>